start recording. And I'd like to thank everyone for taking the time on a Saturday. Um, I was watching Six Nations earlier and Tottenham lose to City, but you lose the battle to win the war. April 26th, the Tottenham Bar in New York is open. You'll find me there. Uh, and Nick is also not. So as I said, I'm recording this for them as well as gonna be sharing this. What I'd like to do is share everyone this Google Drive folder. In this folder, you'll find um, all of the documents related to Big Dub, including all the research that has been done uh, for this. It's in the chat. Um, and yeah, we're gonna get started. I'm gonna present this. And as I said, feel free to ask questions during. All right. So again, everything is open and available, but the name that we're working on is Big Dub. What is Big Dub? To provide free live audio commentary for sports fans. As we've all seen throughout since COVID, uh, fans in the stadium is weird and fans not being able to access the games that they want to watch, it sucks. Why is that? Because you have blackouts, cable add-ons, paid television packages, illegal streaming. But the fan content is what the discussion happens around. And that's the goal I do. That's the goal with this app, for people to go on, record their thoughts of the game, pre-game, during the game, and post-game. This is some data that suggests to why it's important in this time right now to develop something like this. You have a lot of displaced sports fans in the United States. Displaced sports fans refer to people who follow the team that is outside the media market that they currently live in. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out, during COVID, fa uh, FanDuel did a primary research where they talked to sports fans who were, quote, willing to sacrifice traditional aspects of sports. It was a yes or no question, but it really highlights how the way the technology has been involved in sports and we've seen that with AI and uh, with AR and sorry, with AI and uh, virtual reality, how that might be impacted. Whether that's with the NBA being able to sit sports side, we also know about some of us are e sports fans in here, and we also know how Twitch has remained relevant throughout the whole e uh, sports streaming process. So there is currently a product out there. You can, if you can, if you can't see it, let me know. Um, as you can see, test Spurs v Liverpool first half. Obviously, we ended up losing that game. Um, and I had done some recorded commentary while Evan was here as well. So we were able to hear it back. There are some glitches, but essentially fans have the opportunity to provide live commentary of their favorite sports teams and listen to pre and post match commentary from anyone, anywhere, at any time. The way it would work would be a ranking where if you like a stream, you upvote it is the only word that I can find right now for it. Essentially, the more people that are listening to a stream, the more popular it is, the more people are going to be able to find that and log on to it. As you can see on the left side, that is a static image. It doesn't um, move based on when you're talking. Um, and this is kind of what the framework looks like. Again, this is on Google because I have an Android. On the right side, you will see the way that it would work is that it would show up with all of the recordings that you have in a timeline similar to Twitter. Now, the reason I brought up Twitter was because it's an all-in-one place for everyone to connect about certain sports. What you're able to do is categorize based on whichever sport is happening live, then you can talk about it. As I, uh, and then it populates within that kind of, whether that's a hashtag or that category that's listed. As you can see, there's a lot of tests 
The H from search is missing. The developers have not responded. As well as you see tests, pats, versus. I actually forgot what that game was about. I've forgotten a lot of the season. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I recorded the first quarter. I think it was against the Jets or Dolphins. I don't remember now. Um, you also have the profile that's over there in the right. That's the one that I had mentioned earlier on your right-hand side, as well as the ones that you've bookmarked to save at a later time, as well as notifications. All of these came up from a framework that's here, which we're going to go into general info now. Fortitude Development, a New Jersey-based company, developed a prototype with a budget of $5,000. That's the one that's currently there on Apple and Android. So he, Dan's friend who we had met in January 2020, um, who is a UX UI designer, and the link is there to her website, all the products that she's made before. She created the wireframe through Figma with the budget of 2K. The wireframe was really nice. I really liked it when I got to see it during in spring 2020. And any everyone will have access, anybody can have access to that link as well to kind of see what the thought process was. As I had mentioned earlier, Twitter was something that Sohi had used as a guideline isn't the right word, but more of like a framework in the sense where people can come and engage on certain topics and it all populates under each other. The reason I brought up voting in before was because if there's broadcasters that people enjoy, they will come up to the top of that and then people will continue to click onto that. I've been talking for a bit, so do, does anybody have any questions before we continue on into more general information? As I said, please feel free to ask questions because if you have a question, chances are people who aren't able to make it also will have the same question. I think my main question is, um, like from the beginning, there's always a question of whether this was legal. Um, mm -hmm. have, have you done any uh, research around whether these are allowed under like ownership, content ownership laws? Yes, I have. And I'm definitely going to get into that. But to summarize it in 15 seconds or less, whenever you watch a broadcast by the NFL, the NBA, MLB, when they talk about accounts and descriptions, they refer to their content with their broadcasting. As in the- It's like the starters. Sorry? You know, like the starters, like how they got started, because they were basically doing like commentary about NBA games, making yeah. stuff up, taking creative liberties. I think as long as you're not rebroadcasting and it's more taking riffs and hot takes, you can yeah. kind of skirt that gray area, right? Yes, no, that's, that's exactly it. And we've seen that kind of fan content develop as a secondary source of content, whether that is Arsenal Fan TV or whether that is uh, Barstool Sports and their reactions to the game. Talking about the game, when they say any reproduction or redistribution of this broadcast refers to the actual content that's coming in those video cameras. So that includes their production, the NFL logo when it goes across the screen or the MLB kind of scorecard in the top right that shows where all the bases are and stuff like that. That is what a lot of people when they are doing illegal streaming whether that's through buff streams or on YouTube or on Twitter, Twitch, whatever, that's where they're getting done by with the copyright laws. However, individuals are able to do their own commentary analysis of the game. And that happens a lot in pre-game and post-game, as you can see a lot of people, I'm sure after Tottenham City, there are some stats, nonsense is the phrase, stats weirdos that love looking at like, where was the pass distribution? For Tottenham, there was zero. It's like, where do the goals come from? Where's the, 
you know, what is the phases like, of play? Tweets that come out like while the game is running. It's like the timeline, right? It's like the citizen alerts. It's like while the game is happening here, like the interesting tidbits that are spiking up from different people, having that, being a part of that conversation. Kind of that? Yes, exactly. That is a good question, Tehun, and something that there are some legal documents in the past uh, that have been, that are of reference. I will populate them into a document to address this specific question. And we also will get into it later on when it comes to risks slash challenges. But I know that that's something that we've discussed back in October, 2019. That was something that was a priority to understand. Does anybody have any other questions? Okay. Like I said, feel free to bring them up during. You can interrupt me, it's fine. I've seen this presentation a bunch of times. This is a full screen version of the wireframe that uh, so he created, as you can see, save down recording, the profile, and what happens when you click on a published stream, as well as the float. Now, the developers have, been, have not been able to do all of this development, and that's something that will be there at Next Steps, which I will also talk about. As you can see, the format is quite similar to Twitter in the way that people would see the streams down in the bottom right. And you can also click on this image, and it'll take you to the, uh, to the Figma file. All right, so where are we at currently? The first phase of the app development, as I said, has been completed. It's on the Apple Store as well as Android. If you send me a DM with your email, your name, and whether you have Android or Apple, I can add you to it. And then you can play around with and see where it is. As I said, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. And part of that involves having money. And right now, it's not really there for a lot of people. However, I do want to point out, I and I'll get into this a little bit later. I've been attending a lot of like uh, accelerator and incubator pitches, which is something that is in the works for spring 2021, where we're talking about all of the apps that we consider part of the staple on every phone today, Uber, Airbnb, Twitter, they were developed in 2008 to 2011. That's a very broad frame, but basically during the recession as a way to address these gaps of the market that have been created. And now they are the cream of the crop in their own industries. So maybe this is the right time for this app. One of the things, of course, to get funding though, is business plans and pitches. Now there is a sample of one. There's still a lot of, Dan had helped me with addressing a lot of questions that people will ask. For example, I'm, I've never been part of this industry. I didn't know what Sam, Sam, and Tam was. Tehun also helped kind of explain it to me uh, in terms of what people will be looking for, whether they are investors, accelerators, or incubators. Some of the applications for accelerators and incubators involve a business feasibility study. I don't know what that is, but seems like it's not something, like it doesn't seem like anything. Go ahead. How are you planning to curate it? Meaning like, how do you prioritize what content gets surfaced when there's so many different people submitting it? How would you kind of moderate for trolling or like hate speech, things like that? Is that something that's gonna be moderated basically? So there'll be some curation layer on top of the live feed? That's a good question. I plan to, in one of the next phases of development, I plan to include a report function while someone's listening to a broadcast, uh, but there are pros and cons to that. So I would like to ask uh, for the team, uh, whoever is able to spare the time to help me with this, what way should we implement that kind of functionality? Whether that is, um, whether that is through a report, a reporting scheme or having like a team, because then if 
we have that, we would need to have a team that would be able to address all of these within a 24 to 48 hour period. On one hand, I understand that like that might be the, the discussions that are surrounding freedom of speech on Twitter, I think they're bullshit, but I also understand there should be a way to have functionality to report if there is a stream that is happening that either is using the repurposed broadcasting of these sports, whether that's uh, Iron Eagle on CBS Sports, and it's not him that's actually doing that broadcasting. But on the other hand, I know that that would require a team of people to be able to go through all of these reports. So the truthful answer is I, I don't know, but I know I'd like to implement something. And I think it makes sense to implement something. Also, Dan, no worries about your audio, I understand. Um, but of course, you can feel free to populate in the chat your questions, which I'm gonna check now. Um, yeah, I also, um, as I mentioned before, precede incubators and accelerators. There's a document which has a list of all of them that I believe are relevant to this. Some of them are very big, uh, ones that we've heard before. Some of them are um, a little bit smaller and more niche related to sports. And Nav, I see that you've raised your hand here. Please. Yeah, I wanted to just jump in. <clears throat> I was thinking, you know, part of your business assessment or plan, right? Have you identified like how you're going to go to market or start yet? Meaning, are you gonna partner with a couple of emerging influencers, focus your attention on a couple of small people, get them to be successful and draw more folks to the platform? Are you gonna to touch on some of that strategy? That is a great question. And what I'm going to show is uh, later, later on. Hey, sorry, uh, if I'm jumping ahead. No, no, that's a great question. That's yeah. important because, yes, uh, we do. And the plan is to reach out to people that do sports podcasts, uh, whether that's on Spotify or audio, to talk about, the, talk about the games that they like to watch live. And that's something that I think would be really good to explore in the lens of people who have never had representation in commentary. One of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of the commentary schools are facing a lack of applications, whether that's the Connecticut School of Broadcasting or other major commentary profiles because people don't have the money and or time to get into broadcasting, especially when people can do it from their couch. And that is something that, whether that's minority representation in sports as a commentator, uh, people have heard about there's been discourse about Ashwin Raman, this 17 year old from India who talks about, who does scouting for, I think Burnley, some Premier League soccer team, never been to the country, but he's able to do it remotely. I think we all acknowledge how remote work can happen. And that's been something with commentary that has happened from an early age, uh, from the last, even prior to the pandemic, where people are able to talk about the game from their couch through a second screen. How, uh, how do you, about this ahead, like versus a clubhouse or like you know the yala group the middle eastern audio app social network yeah how does this where in the spectrum does this fit into that landscape versus like a twitter spaces or something else facebook is going to work on one that's a good question i believe that um we are all on groups where we talk about sports i would say broadly speaking as far as the length of time that i've known you guys and what happens is whenever there's something that happens during a live game, we talk about it as in someone sends a message. But the way that it happens is more like a live feed. And I think one of the ways to, and that's generally what happens in group chats in general, whether that's audio focused or text focused. 
for example, we have our WhatsApp group for fantasy football. We have a WhatsApp group for cricket. We have like a Facebook messaging group for NBA and F1. And all those things kind of happen asynchronously. And the way that I envision it is more with working within, as you had mentioned before, I'd started recording with Clubhouse, where it's more of a synchronous kind of reaction to it. That way then people who are listening to the, to the game through this app are able to synchronously react to it based with the whatever second screen that they're using or their main screen that they're using rather, because this is probably more of their second screen product or whatever that they're using. Um, but that's a good question, especially with given Clubhouse, I've only heard about it like a week ago. Um, and I think that it can fit within that mold, whether it was, as you mentioned prior to recording, if there's some way to integrate that. But also I only have Android because Android masteries. <laughs> Um, Get an iPad. Can, you, can, you, can you talk a little bit about what the ideal customer interaction would be with your product? Like, was it someone turning off the game audio on a TV, TV stream to listen to someone else commentate it? Or is, is it um, someone recording them reacting to it and then it getting shared on like Reddit or Twitter or what have you? That's a good question. What's the press release? What's the what? Press release. What would the press, what's like the, starting from what's like, to Tehun's point, what's the end customer experience? What's that wow factor? What draws them in? That's a good question. Um, prior to COVID, I felt that there were people who would not be able to visually engage with the game that would still want to listen. But the way that COVID has put all of us in our homes now, where we're still able to maybe watch the game, whether it's an illegal stream, I tend to go towards the latter, where people would not be listening to the commentary, but instead choose to listen to whether that's their own fans engaging with the game. So it would be a longer period of reaction, more than the, the average person goes on, watches YouTube content for 11 minutes, 24 seconds. I feel like with sports, it is longer. And that's what I envision. But I, again, nothing is set in stone. And one of the things I've learned over by going to like these uh, pre-seed pitches and stuff, like you have to listen to the customer base. So if the customer base decides that they want to use it as a reaction portal, similar to Twitter, as opposed to maybe something in longer form content, then obviously we'll, we'll have, we'll make sure to implement those changes. Like we will have to listen to the customer base, whether those are early adopters or people like that, as well as whatever investors or accelerators believe in, in the product. And that's something that I think Techstars does a lot of, as you see the deadline at the end of March, they spend a lot, they have a lot of technical founders that will also be able to help guide what the best way to engage with that customer interaction is. So to summarize, in my opinion, I think the customer interaction is a longer form content where they replace their traditional audio commentary with this one. In fact, a lot of times people do watch the game on mute. I don't have any, uh, that would probably be something that would require primary research, but I feel like there's audio on in the background, but when it's a game that you're watching and actually paying attention to, it might not be the case. So that's something that's more of a personal thought as opposed to like backed up in research. But that would be something that would be considered primary research to do as far as next steps. I just find it kind of funny because uh, Nopsage has been complaining about wanting the ability to watch NBA games in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also like Dude, I was thinking that this whole time. Honestly, I didn't say it, but I was wondering, like, hey, can I finally use this to watch, like, a Spanish broadcaster? Because they have so much more energy and, like, vivaciousness, yeah. this, like, jaw de vie. 
there's yeah. like something magical about it, right? Like how can we bring that to every market, right? So that not just folks in those media markets get to enjoy that. And that's a magical experience, you know, it completely changes the way I experience FIFA when I can hear it in a Spanish language broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I was in Germany watching NFL, the German commentators and I'm, NFL has been doing that in their social media. They're like, listen to this German commentary of the game or with soccer, like South, uh, Hyung Min Sun at Tottenham, uh, the Korean commentators and the way they engage with Hyung Min Sun. That's even in India with cricket, listening to Hindi commentary as opposed to English commentary and seeing like Prem Jyotish's mug on Willow. Like that's not, it, it gets tiring. And people, I think sports fans are tired of the options that they have and they want to explore that. Um, the programs that are there, there, there are plenty more, but these were the five that, these were the five that I had in the next six weeks. The goal originally was to have an MVP by end of 2020. Obviously COVID changed things. I don't have $15,000 to spend on an MVP or whatever. Uh, but the next steps, uh, beta testing, the podcasters, now you had mentioned, that's something that will be there on the next slide. First and second circle network to download the app after it's like ready for use. Uh, because they, one of the things you can do is rewind a, or fast forward a, a live stream that's, or there is no live stream capability yet. That's something I'm planning to do, uh, planning to have, as well as have an avenue for feedback, as well as possibly reporting. Another one is WeFunder. Jan introduced me to his friend Adolf, who works at WeFunder. He had told me how WeFunder can help with that. There's, and then uh, there are sports accelerators, niche accelerators. One of them is the Comcast Sports Tech, which the Philadelphia 76ers uh, run. As you know, if we, do, if we do get into that accelerator, I will have to change the discourse on my personal opinions about the 76ers. That's something that I've been cognizant about. Uh, now, uh, I, I can get into this if you'd like. This will obviously change the TAM, SAM, and SOM. We also, this is just the way that I envision it. Um, in terms of the how to make money from this, because this is obviously not something for fun. Uh, the way I envision it is that there would be uh, reaching out to businesses that want to advertise to our customer base, similar to what Facebook, Twitter, Instagram have all done, uh, because they're making the content for free, and then we monetize off that content. Um, in, my, in my theory, there's 40 content pieces made by each content creator per year. Uh, I think it would make sense to split with them. But again, this is something that can be workshopped. It's not set in stone. Um, then you have the TAM, SAM, and SOM. This is the US digital spend. Again, there is a plan to go international as well with different languages. And I am cognizant of that. All right, strategy. And this is something that has been addressed earlier. You can see these are some of the podcasts that me and my mates listen to. As you can see, these are not the traditional cream, the cream, although they are considered competition, BBC Sounds, which do an excellent Six Nations rugby podcast that I listen to. Um, Full Time with Meg Linehan, the Outfield podcast, Talking Barefoot, and the last one, which is the GAA Hour. These are all niche sports, uh, or niche content creators talking about these sports. Uh, Dan and Sohi have done some research into other sports that don't have actual digital broadcasting here in the United States. Horse racing, and I believe windsurfing have YouTube-only content by the boards or not boards, but the organizations that handle competition. I think cheerleading also. And 
this is the way that we would engage by talking to these content creators and having them broadcast their thoughts of the game as it's happening live. So Meg Linehan talking about US women's soccer or NWSL. The Outfield podcast looking at, which is an LGBTQ podcast about baseball, Talking Barefoot, three Indian guys about our age who talk about soccer, and GAA Hour, which is uh, Gaelic football. Um, two Guys, One Cup, a podcast I listen to about AFL, and Puck Bunnies, which is these two 20-year-old, uh, 20 20-something 20 women based in DC and Chicago that talk about hockey, despite never playing the sport. Uh, that That's the way that I envision the marketing, the reach out to potential users of it. And then informing their fan base on social media to go download that. Um, as you can see, we're talking like in the thousands. So it's not really big, but it's on the cusp because they're finding their niches. Uh, as far as organizational establishment, uh, and like doing documentation, I believe accelerators and incubators will help with that. There's also having a team. That's one of the big ones that accelerators talk about. Competition, Clubhouse, we've talked about it. Baller TV and Spalk TV are also use video. Now, Dan had reminded me why only audio? Because people like also seeing people's reactions. And firstly, I think it's just more cost-effective to do audio only as opposed to audio and video. But second, also, this is something that, I mean, if you know Suj, and some of you do, you've heard about him. I don't know if this is working or not. It is, yeah. So that's Ajay Sugavanam, AKA Suj, a big cricket fan. And as we can see, Bunny Graham had done this at a cricket ground in the UK uh, where people can talk about the a previous uh, iconic uh, Cricket World Cup semifinal. And that's something where the, the video obviously really helps for us because if you know him, the way that he rocks back and forth is pretty much indicative of any sports fan and the way that they engage with sports, especially in a key moment. Um, but the video, in my opinion, wouldn't, it's, you know, it's good engagement for MoneyGram, but it's more about the audio commentary behind it. Sportscaster, Stereo, and Clutch Radio are all audio focused, as well as Clubhouse, as we mentioned earlier, are all audio focused in the way that they engage. Uh, BB Sounds, as I mentioned, BBC has created an app uh, for all of their sports content and music content. And that's something in the UK where they have the, the commentators of the game also doing podcasts pre and post about it. So that's something to also be cognizant about. And there we go. 
Uh, addressing risks, legal queries. You do not need legal approval for your own live commentary, something that we've addressed earlier. There's also some legal documents that have been filed in the past in the 70s and 80s that um, allude to this. Established comp competition, we provide access to those who are previously underrepresented in traditional broadcasting, which is normally a cis white male dominated uh, industry. And the way that people are applying less to traditional broadcasting schools, the way that people are engaging with sports, whether at a local, regional, youth, international level, is something that I think is um, the way that they engage with it currently is something that has already existed. What we're trying to do is to bring them onto this product. Changes. As I mentioned, the app developers, they've been unresponsive to the first wave of changes. There are plenty. There's also business plans, pitch decks. Dan had shared with me a resource about how you need like a three minute pitch deck, a five minute one, a 15 minute one. And also, as we've I've alluded to earlier, the COVID-19 changes and how they've affected displacement. Uh, whether people are moving back to the, their hometowns and other kind of ways in which people engage with their sports team. I'm I'm leaving this call. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking, what should I do for this one? Because this is like you know, what's an iconic moment that people listen. I had to change my whole opinion about LeBron James after this game, and I lost a bet to KT because of it. So, you know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of antagonism. But yes, there's, that's an iconic play that a lot of people that are NBA fans recognize. Oh, all right. I'm looking for team members who can commit, I'd say, five, max 10 hours to help make these changes as we go into spring 2021 with accelerators and incubators. Uh, as you can see, these are the boys. These are the sports. I'm a big sports nut. If you didn't know that about me, I feel like this helped. Um, I, I wouldn't know how you guys wouldn't know that about me, to be fair. Uh, I literally was watching England just smack Italy around earlier today. So yeah, I want to make sure that people are free to ask questions. I'll also stop the recording. People want to ask personal, individual questions and things that don't want to be on the recording as well. Uh, can you describe like what exactly is needed between now and getting this ready for an accelerator application? Good question. The first one would be to make to um, fix the business plan because it's a lot of like open thought processes that I would say haven't been corralled. But also, I don't have the background in this. Uh, I I know people on here who do have that background. And that's important to also like make sure that what I'm saying is stuff that makes sense. Because I might be saying something where I don't know. Obviously, like I can do the research, but then there's also like just having that background and information in it. So that's one. Uh, a pitch deck is another kind of taking what this is and making it more outward facing as opposed to inward facing. I mentioned a business feasibility study. One of the accelerators require that. Again, still not sure what it means, but trying to get the gist of it. Um, and yeah, that, that would be the first step. And the second step, if we, being part of an accelerator incubator that requires a team, some of them require about, I'm, I'm aiming for accelerators. And uh, Karan Vazirani, who went to NYU and graduated 2014, uh, has an app and he had mentioned Techstars to me. 
uh, not sorry, not Techstars. He had mentioned one to me that's in the accelerator document that's there on the Google Drive. That's where you're able to still keep your uh, full-time job while also working on this product with the network. And that's something that might also be of interest. Uh, generally, one of the, some of the accelerators, they look more at the team. What is the background of the team? What experience do they have? Um, and things like that. And then others are more about, there's one which is like an accelerator that focuses on business to business uh, apps like this one, uh, which advertising will play a huge role in the revenue creation of this. What about on the product itself? Is there any work that needs, needs to be done on the product to get it ready for application or is it just business plan at this point? Yes, that is the second part of it. Uh, I had asked Sohi if she wanted to be a part of this full-time, but she's working on another venture with some of her friends, something that's more speaks more to her. Um, but I always told her she's more than welcome to come back at any time and to keep the line of communications open. As I mentioned in Fortitude Development that did the backend development, they have not been responsive to changes. So I'm hoping to take, and please forgive me if this is not the right lingo, taking the source code from them and finding a developer who would be able to do that with whether that's through funding by an accelerator slash incubator or some other way. So that's other steps that have been taken. But yes, that is both the steps that would need to be taken. The third and final step would be uh, creation of the website and uh, social media and all the other outgoing like customer focused things, customer engagement, reaching out to the podcasters and finding some way to have some social media presence that would be engaging with sports throughout. So it would be a three-pronged approach. All right, so if nobody has any other questions, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stop the recording and I'm gonna allow for any kind of like personal questions that people may have. All right, um, two guys, one puck. <laughs> That's funny. Will creators have cash apps in their bios? Yeah, why not? I mean, like, this is still a work in progress. There's really no, did I stop recording? I feel like I did. Okay, I did. I hope I did. Oh, 